0: Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. He shook as well as key ministers attended the National Economic Dialogue yesterday. Also, there were groups representing the trade union movement, environmental lobby groups, as well as academia. The purpose of the NEI is to frame ideas which might be included in the autumn budget. Representing business was Danny McCoy, the chief executive of IBAC, who's on the line. Good morning, Danny.
1: Good morning, Joe.
0: Did you learn anything yesterday?
1: Well, the, that's the eighth uh, time we've had a National Economic Dialogue and I actually think it is important that, you know, common views are expressed commonly, it might be a way to describe it. It's, it's good to hear all sides of the equation. So yeah, always learn something from the National Economic Dialogue and this year the theme revolved around four D's as they were calling it. It's obviously, decarbonisation, digitalisation, which we were just talking about, then in the Irish context, the demographics, so we're seeing a really large increase in our population. And a fortune was introduced this year, which is probably misnamed. Uh, They had it in as deglobalization, which is this kind of trend back towards, you know, even in America with the Inflation Reduction Act, trying to get more jobs back to America to make sure supply chains are closer to where you are. But rather reglobalization is probably a better description because, you know, globalization, I think, is crucial to Ireland's success. I don't think it is actually going backwards, but I do think it's going to different locations.
0: Another theme uh, of this uh, economic dialogue was the economy of 2030, enabling a sustainable future for all. I mean, that's been the problem, though, in Ireland over the past. It didn't think long term enough. It built two trams, for example, in the capital and didn't connect them. It invited technology giants in without thinking where they might get all the additional electricity to drive their data centres. And it only allows low rise buildings. It doesn't think 20 years into the future.
1: I think that actually has been a persistent problem in Ireland. I think that kind of revolves around the issue of the demographics. Um, You know, for for generations, we've seen emigration as a route out, and now we're seeing a really significant increase in our population. So we need an infrastructure for that scale. And I think our planning and foresight, I think, is, is much more limited. I think it is improving. But again, even around the debate we're having at the moment, you know, are we going to be prudent and save this money for the future. Well, I think that the infrastructure requires expenditure now. And so part of the IBEC proposals yesterday is that we put more of the surplus that we have into infrastructure right now.
0: Yeah. And you're calling for a national infrastructure fund. What would that look like?
1: Well, just in terms of scale. So the national development plan, we know, was set out to uh, 2030, which would be 165 billion. Uh, the fiscal advisory, um, Group last week said even with inflation, it's going to be at least uh, 20 billion or so more. And so we were adding another 10 billion on that. So to bring that 30 billion increase, so it'll be closer to 195 billion. Uh, But we're really deficient on, on lots of things in, in terms of social infrastructure to social cohesion. And some of that infrastructure actually is going to be recurring as well because we need people uh, in terms of planning, in terms of regulation, but clearly we're going to see with a larger population, we need more police, we need more uh, medical, we need more teaching. So in addition to the kind of hard physical structure you mentioned there, like the transportation, we're going to have you know ambitions here for decarbonisation. So there's a lot to be done in the short term. So the idea of a rainy day fund sounds nice and prudent, but actually we need effectiveness in our economy now. Efficiency is always important, but sometimes for social cohesion, We need to spend the money now. So I kind of agree with the Taoiseach's view, actually, which uh, an abundance of caution would be the wrong strategy at this point.
0: Are you worried that the budget debates and wrangling have started pretty early? I mean, if the budget is going to be announced in mid to late September, they've already started since
1: mid-May. Yes, certainly gets earlier and earlier. But look, I think the the big piece about this is around the real scale of the corporate tax revenue that we have. And there's a, a little bit of a sterile... Debate about whether this is windfall or not. Here's, here's the logic. Profits can, are a residual. So you cannot really predict profits. Uh, an individual business doesn't know what's going to happen to them year on year, whether they will be profitable or not. They hope to stay in business year on year. But what happens in terms of profit can move around. So by definition, profits are very, and thereby, corporation tax. is a very unstable tax base. We're very fortunate it's coming to us. We should use it, but use it in a way that actually addresses those challenges we talked about. But what we really need is not tax cutting right now, but how do we have a sustainable tax base in the future? And that conversation should be about tax rises and how they're efficiently put in place and what they're funding.
0: Do you think Ireland is a fair country to live in and run a business in?
1: Yeah, look, in, 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 that's a relative concept. And so in relative terms, yes, it is. And has been ranked as, as such by the World Bank in rankings for a place to do business in terms of being a progressive tax system. Are there people and other groups in society who are marginalised and finding it tough? Of course there are. But there's a lot more people doing well and have a lot of money. So again, Central Bank just last week, Irish households have 185 billion euros on deposit in the banking system, which works out on average around 85,000 euros per household. So there's a lot of money in our society. If that can be utilised for the purpose of building it better for everybody, but also to be much fairer as well. We have the resources, is a question now of the collective will, and as you said, to think more long-term.
0: Finally, the National uh, Fiscal Advisory Council says that the well-off need to pay much higher PRSI in order to help younger generations who will be providing for them in their dotage. I presume you're not a fan of that?
1: Well, actually, this will surprise you, Joe. I am, because I think that is going to be the mechanism, PRSI is going to be the mechanism that's going to help us have a stable tax base because, as we know, PRSI is on the wage bill and people who are working the economy are also citizens and so it's probably the most stable and probably the most fair and progressive tax base on which to actually have a a real adult conversation because too many people in our society currently don't pay enough tax Because they're outside the tax net, everybody needs to be involved. And so when nobody likes the USC or PRSI, they're the two mechanisms by which mature society will build its future up.
0: There you go. The head of the Employers Association or Federation here in Ireland is calling for higher PRSI. Danny, thank you so much. That's Danny McCoy, the Chief Executive of IBEC. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.